The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. Hello, family. Welcome to another episode of the Minding My Black Business podcast. And it is I, your host, Dr. Janine Taylor, Nene, Dr. T. It's me. First off, family, I want to say thank you. I need to say thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm saying thank you because you all have been so kind and generous uh, with continuing to support the podcast, continuing to support the platform. Um, I have a monthly meeting with my um, social media manager and One of the things that we do in our meeting is we go over um, analytics, statistics, (laughs) uh, feedback. And since I've started recording again, um, the uh, podcast analytics are now part of that conversation. And the last two months, our statistics have been incredible. The monthly downloads for the podcast are, I don't want to say speechless because I'm not speechless. I am pleasantly surprised. You know, when I took the hiatus uh, that was unplanned, but also necessary um, last year, I I didn't really know. I didn't really know what was going to happen once I returned back to the mic once I hit record, how it be received. And so what the numbers are telling me is that not only are people listening, but we have new people listening or people listening more than once, sharing it with their friends, families, coworkers, support networks. And that's dope. That's dope. So thank you for that. Um, it means so much to me. It certainly gives me motivation to continue to stay the course for sure. So Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, you will hear more of my gratitude in the coming shows, um, but I just wanted to insert that in here. So let me just kind of give you a peek behind um, my curtain (laughs) as as a business owner. And what I mean by that is just kind of sharing some of the things that happens when running a business, particularly a mental health business, a private practice. And I'm going to connect that to one of the founding pieces of my Did My Black Business. So the my mental health private practice, uh, Taylor Counseling and Consulting Services, is now 100% virtual. Um, it has been since COVID, but now it's official. So what I mean by official is that I have... I didn't renew my office lease for my space. And so um, I've set up a, a home office in which to do my work. And then um, if there are things that require me to, you know, show up and be present in real time, <laughs> what that means to somewhere in my local area or to travel to some place, 
I'll do those things as well. But as it relates to the therapy practice, there is no more in-person for me at this time. Now, that might change in the future, but as it is right now, um, I'm 100% virtual. And um, I like to leave that little caveat that this is where I am currently, but may not be where I remain because one of my dreams, goals, I don't know if it's a dream or a goal. It might be both. I'm not sure. But uh, I have this vision of um, a wellness practice that is has nothing but black practitioners. So nothing but black therapists. We would have a training program with black interns we would have um practitioners there if you need um medication management so whether that's nurse practitioners or black psychiatrists um we would have a studio for movement so whether that's like dance classes or yoga or meditation or sound baths um we would host workshops and retreats and trainings all of it um, centered with black folks in mind and their own emotional wellness, as well as those who are helping black folks. So there would be training components for, for us, for us, for practitioners as well. That is my vision. Could that happen virtually? Kind of, but I can just see this space, y'all. I can like, see it I can hear the music playing in the waiting room (laughs) that's like very soothing or um might even be some of our favorite artists I can I can hear the you know people in the offices and their sessions I can smell the like cocoa butter shea butter (laughs) in the air I can envision the black art on the walls I can see the refreshment station there I can I can see it and and so I don't know if this is something that I'll be a part of but that that is something I would like to see it's something I would like to to see ideally I could help help build that um but yeah, that's a dream. How did I get here? Why am I talking about this? <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So as of right now, my um, practice is 100% virtual. And I spent uh, a couple of months kind of cleaning out um, my office. So um, I spent some time giving some of my items away to other therapists who might need furniture or office supplies. I donated the rest to Salvation Army, took some of my own stuff back home. Y'all, I I rented a (laughs) U-Haul. I took some pictures of that and put it up on the social media pages. But um, I rented a U-Haul and because I had um, three of my chairs um, and then my office, my desk chair, 
as well as some other little like odds and end tables and stuff that needed to come back that would not fit into my car. Now, I tried to get as much as I could in my car. I did make several trips. Um, but this furniture was not, it was not going to fit. But if I just got a van, a U-Haul van, I can get it all in, that, in there at one go and be good. You know, <laughs> I haven't been in a U-Haul since, um, maybe undergrad, graduate school. Graduate school, I think. Graduate school was the last time I was in a U-Haul. And that was none of your business. It was early. <laughs> it was early 2000s. Hold on, let me think. Uh, 2001? Dang, 20 years ago. 21 years ago. Okay. All right. Okay, that's not, it was a while ago. I Okay, I don't like the way this is going. <laughs> so it's been a while since I've been in U-Haul. What I, for some reason, when I um, went through the process of checking out the vehicle or checking in, whatever, getting the keys for the van, um, it went by super fast, you, you know, because I had done the, um, I submit, submitted my request online, so really all I had to do was go and pick up the keys. I was, for some reason, anticipating the clerk to give me, I don't know, a driving lesson or something. I don't know. But she just handed me over the keys to this van. And I was like, you going to just trust me with your van? <laughs> anyway, the whole day was funny um, in that... I was super proud of myself for getting all of that stuff together and um, transporting it, not planned it in such a way that I could, you know, take breaks. Um, but your girl was, she was, she, she did some work, right? I was sweating and all kinds of things and she did some work. <laughs> I was super proud of myself. I was like, you know, at this point I can add mover to my resume I, d I don't want to because I don't I don't want to move nobody else's stuff and um had to move mine but um I got it done got it done that that was an end of an era I had been in that office space for six years and shared the space with a couple of friends um and that they had their own therapy practices and we shared the space together, which was nice because these are people that I, I know and trust. Um, so when it came to the business of maintaining the space, that made it so much easier because we all looked out for each other. And so it truly is an end of a chapter to not have that type of workspace anymore um, that I am essentially my coworker now and if I connect with people during my work day, it's because I have intentionally done so and not because somebody's door just happened to be open down the hall. So my work day looks different now and it has since COVID, but it wasn't all, it wasn't official until, you know, we made the decision to not renew our lease and, you know, that final piece of, uh, my belongings, um, were brought, brought home. So, that's done. Um, 
And so now I'm in this territory, which is nice because, you know, financially speaking, I don't have those expenses of maintaining the office in those ways. I can um, use those funds for other things. Um, the other projects that I have kind of going on or that are up and coming. So that's good. And I'm coming, I'm coming to peace with that. Um, being fully virtual, it feels, it still feels new. Um, and so I'm, I'm working through that, um, in my own thoughts. What also is happening is that, um, summertime. So I recognize that summertime is dwindling down and in a matter of weeks, it'll be fall, um, in September, but in addition to moving out of my physical space, summertime for in private practice typically is a slower time in that clients might take off for the summer. You know, they might pause on their services because they have their own things that they need to attend to or would like to attend to for summer. Um, there tends not to be as many people calling in to seek services, um, you know, for the first time or to renew services during the summertime. So generally summertime, people are feeling pretty good or they are trying to connect with things that make them feel pretty good because they have the time and freedom to do so. The schedules are more flexible. And so that impacts the number of people that we see. And much like in all businesses and particularly in private practice, time is money. So as you see clients, that is how you make money. If you see less clients, you bring in less money. And so some therapists um, or, yeah, some therapists find other ways, additional ways to supplement um, those things. And I certainly have my ways as well. Um, so this summer hasn't been too bad, but they have in, t in terms of uh, maintaining my schedule. Uh, but I also have had to block things out as I tra transition out of my office and do some other things. So I, I I knew I was I was ready for a summer to be have a different beat, different flow to it, because it typically does. Uh, but last week got to me. <laughs> last week got to me. Um, last week was rough, and so what happened in a in a a, a nutshell? I don't want to drag it out into a story, but my schedule was full uh, for that week, and I had a day last Tuesday to be exact, where the entire morning, um, all of my clients back to back to back, no show. And um, some of the clients that I see are connected to the military. And I'm bringing that up because there's an understanding with those particular clients that they may cancel at a moment's notice or they might not they might no-show because something has happened where they need to go report to something. So a couple of those clients in that morning were military. So I just made an assumption that, oh, no, something must have, you know, pulled them away um, and they weren't able to join the session. The other clients, however, were not military and were not typically people that no-show. Uh, and particularly not to give any sort of notice. So I had a whole morning of that and became very concerned um, because I made the assumption that I had done something 
wrong. I had either not sent them out a reminder system, a reminder notice in the system, or I hadn't sent out an email, or I hadn't maybe responded to some sort of message from them. So I had dropped the ball. That was the only way I could make sense of a whole morning of no shows that it never happened to me in my whole uh, time in having the private in this in having this private practice. So, um, so by lunchtime, I felt pretty beat up because <laughs> um, not only was I concerned about what was going on with my clients and their no shows, I was beating myself up for clearly I had done something wrong to create a barrier um, in in my clients accessing their care, their their session. So um, I had to figure out how to shake that off though, because I have an afternoon and evening full of clients. And so I can't I can't be logging in a session all, you know, beat up on. Um, so I had to figure it out. And um I took a pause and I found some ways to check in with myself and knew that I would have ways to connect with those clients, um, whether that's, you know, giving them a call or sending them an email or, um, and that I needed to put my focus on the clients that I, I was about to see um, instead of focusing on the clients that I didn't have an opportunity to see that morning. And then I need to check check myself, um, do something to um, refocus, um, be more present with myself, and to stop beating up on myself because that was not creating a solution to anything. So it made me anxious. The whole thing made me anxious. And so when anxiety shows up for me, Anxiety is really good about telling me all the things that I've done wrong and will continue to do wrong and how I need to like speed up and move faster and make quicker decisions. So I could tell that that moment was happening and I needed that noise to kind of fall away. So I went outside um, and just kind of stood in the grass for like 15 minutes. And the first three minutes were probably the toughest because I was trying to get myself to like slow down my breathing, focus on what I was seeing, stop checking my phone. Um, The first three minutes were tough, but once I was able to calm myself down and slow my breathing, focus on my purpose of what I was doing outside to begin with and just like observe what was happening around me, what the grass felt like, what the wind felt like, the sun on my skin, the trees I was looking at. Um, I started to feel better. I started to feel better and I actually started to feel like more connected with myself. And that um, I could feel things like I could feel my arms and it's just, it's really kind of hard to explain, but I, f- I felt better. I didn't feel that pressure 
that I was feeling that was connected to the anxiety. So I slowed, slowed down. And so I came back in, managed the rest of my day. Fortunately, the second half of my day was a lot better than the top half. (laughs) Client showed up, so that made me feel better. And then I knew it wasn't me um, and my own scheduling practices that I did something. And those other clients did call throughout the day and send emails, and they've since been rescheduled. Um, But that threw me for a loop. It threw me for a loop. And it made me think about how... You know, I come to each day of the work day as prepared as I can possibly be. It usually starts with me looking over my schedule, not only for the day I'm currently in, but, you know, the the week ahead almost if, to see if there are things that I need to be preparing, you know, three, four days in advance. Um, you can be as prepared as you need to be and it all g- goes a way you don't anticipate, which is kind of what happened on that day. And then the following day, um, I belong to some community organizations. And in the community organization, I um, have a position on the executive board. So I'm an officer. And one of my jobs is to provide some reports to our president. And, um, you know, there's like a, a... a beat to when it needs to come in, like a particular, like it needs to be there no later than like Tuesday morning because we have something going on later in the week. So I said to myself, she requested it for Tuesday. I'll get it to her Monday, you know? And so I spent uh, a good chunk of time working on these reports and um, even hunting people down who hadn't turned in their part of the report. And so about 9 o'clock, 9.30, I was done and created the email. It's like, boom, boom, boom. Let me attach this and let me send it on. And so that was Wednesday night. Uh, about 9 o'clock. The following day, I get an email from the president about 5 o'clock, 5 p.m. Asking about these reports and where are they? She not received them because I had not emailed them. Now, I would have bet $100 that I had emailed those reports. Not not for real, but for the point of this story. I, you couldn't have told me that I didn't see the Sino's emails out with those reports because I distinctly remember sitting there attaching a document typing in the email addresses and pressing send. I remember doing that, but it was nowhere to be found. I had no receipt of that. So last week I had a couple days of which I was working very hard to, to show up in the way that I needed to show up. And I just kept missing the mark. And it, it felt like I was getting beat up on. <laughs> and it created a situation where, um, well, at the same time, a friend checked in on me and was like, hey, I'm just checking to see, you know, how you're doing. And all I simply said was, um, you know, the week is kind of beating me up a little bit. I'm not going to lie. And um, they were like, well, do you want to talk about it? And so we talked about it. Um, 
Now, I did the thing that I usually do, which is I I was able to make light of it, (laughs) find the humor in it. Because one thing Janae going to do is she going to joke. And she might joke even when it's completely inappropriate to do so. But I can't help it. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why. But humor is a tool for me. And um. I I can't help it. But anyway, so in talking with this friend, we're able to talk and get some jokes off and um, do what I needed to do, you know, uh, curse, all those things uh, to (laughs) kind of get through our frustration. And I felt better. Um, I was able to, you know, cook a meal. I was able to do some stretches. Um... I was able, again, to kind of look at the rest of my day to see what needed to happen, what didn't need to happen. Um, so I felt more on top of things, more in control of things when those couple of days made me feel like life was getting away from me a little bit. So in that, it just reminded me that business building is so many things all at once. It is... You know, we have our own business goals, yearly, quarterly, monthly, whatever, and you're working towards that. You also have the day-to-day work that you're doing to execute or, you know, see see and respond to your clients or your customers. Then you have the work of repair. So if something needs to be attended to in a more immediate fashion, you're dealing with that. But then you also have to attend to what's going on for you as the person behind the business. Has your confidence been shaken? Are you feeling less motivated? Are you feeling super anxious? Are you feeling super tired? Are you dragging? Are you losing focus? Is that what's happening for you literally as the day is moving on? And it it was it was almost like a a loud voice that was like, this self-care shit, <laughs> it is absolutely non-negotiable. There is no room to negotiate. It must happen because there are moments in entrepreneurship where you will get beat up on either because it's something that you did or didn't do or because you find yourself in a set of circumstances that are just demanding things out of you. Um, in a very high-pressured way. So, this is what I want for you all, because this is also what I want for myself, is for me to, for us, to be able to take self-care seriously as Black entrepreneurs. And when I say seriously, I mean, if there is a moment in your day where you are feeling so stressed out, you are in literal pain, (laughs) that you stop what you're doing and you attend to that. You do your stretches. Um, If it gets to a point where you need to take a, you know, some sort of over-the-counter medication, you do that. Where you, if you're able to book a massage, do that, or someone gives you a massage or if you, whatever, that you attend to the thing that is happening and instead of trying to figure out how to work harder, 
um, to get to the other side of whatever the problem is. If your body is telling you that it is not in cooperation (laughs) with what you are currently doing, that you listen to your body, listen to your mind if if it's not on board and attend to what it needs. As I've kind of looked more into self-care, something I don't hear people talk about a lot, but do you realize there's like more than one dimension of self-care? Sometimes we might talk about it a lot in like the social sense, you know, get connected with your friends, have a support network. We might talk about it in the emotional sense, allow yourself spaces to feel. Um, We might talk about it in the physical sense. Make sure you are, you know, doing some kind of workout or movement in your body, making sure you eat. But there's also like a financial self-care. There's a psychological self-care, occupational self-care, a spiritual self-care. So there are seven dimensions of self-care. And so you might be doing really well in one. You might be doing really well in six of those, but very poorly <laughs> in, a, in one of those. And that's important for you to know. You need to know where, you're, where you can improve, how things could be better. And so I have an idea where I am. <laughs> Let me tell you how I know. So since March... I have been working on a self-care assessment and a self-care workbook for black entrepreneurs. And it's done. It's done. So I've taken the self-care assessment. I know which dimensions I've done well on. I know which dimensions I need to fix because it is, I am not proficient in all seven. I'm, I'm just going to tell you that. Um, and and actually, I'm gonna have there'll be a whole episode dedicated to my self care scores. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it out there, and let y'all know. Um, but I want you to know where you are. And so, what I'm gonna do is I am gifting this assessment to you all. It's free. It's a downloadable uh, assessment. I think it's maybe ten pages. Maybe 10 pages, but um, yeah, it's free. It's for you um, because I want you to know how how well you're doing or what ways you could improve things. So the access to the self-care assessment will be attached to this episode. I'm going to have a link in the episode notes. And... If after taking the assessment, you see that you could probably be doing a better job of your self-care, then we have a workbook. There's a self-care workbook. That is not free. That's not free. <laughs> I've been working on that thing for quite some time. Um, because I haven't seen one. I haven't seen a black entrepreneur self-care workbook. Now, the reason why it's a workbook is because um, I want you to be able to have the resources available to you when you need them. It could be three in the morning. It could be, uh, you know, 
in the middle of the day where you want something right now, right then to, to look at and refresh your brain on. Something that you could also work in at your own pace. So the book has uh, tips and resources and strategies, things to think about and work work through to help create a plan um, as to what you could insert into your to your regimen to attend to that particular dimension of self-care. Um, so, yeah, this is something that is that's for you. It was designed for you and mine. Um, and I will have a link in the notes as well if you'd like a copy of that too. Um, yeah, this, we got to get this together. We, we have to do a better job of being more open about the hard parts of our business that impact our confidence, that impact our focus, our motivation, that overwhelm us, that create self-doubt. All of those things impact our emotional well-being. The way in which money drives our decisions. Oh, my goodness. Like, it gets deep, y'all. And so, in taking the assessment, I realized, like, oh, no. Okay. This is something that I was doing at the beginning of the business, but I have stopped years later that I need to continue to bring other things in. So, once you grab your copy, you'll see. You'll see all that I'm talking about. But I want this for us. I want us to be real open and honest about um, how we're doing and that we're actively doing things to be better because that's what I'm trying to be is better (laughs) so I don't know if this is a heavy episode or not and to some extent I feel like I was rambling which I probably was I can do that really really easily but last week was rough it was rough I'm feeling better now. I'm more motivated. I'm very more optimistic. Music does a lot for me. So that's been really helpful. I wish I wish happy and healthy businesses for us all, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, family. We appreciate you listening. We need you to do us a favor. We need you to like comment and subscribe to the podcast also join us in following the movement on our website at mindingmyblackbusiness.com there you can find a minding my black business merchandise and you can also find our digital academy now our academy is the place where we are looking to expand our resources particularly emotional wellness resources for black entrepreneurs. And we already have worksheets there. We have more resources to come. You can follow us on our social media platforms. On Twitter, we are Minding My Black Biz. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Janae Taylor. And on Facebook, it's at Dr. Janae Taylor. So peace and blessings to us all. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, don't forget to tell them. I'm minding my black business.